Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of the PTC Cast. Today, Chris and I talk about resting and taking breaks for yourself to be sure that you're being as optimal as you can and you're properly recovering and you're actually taking care of yourself and not just dragging <laughs> yourself through your fitness, through your business, through your relationships, and you're actually feeling refreshed and ready to go. Yep. So we also answer a question at the end. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's brought to you by progressthroughchange.com where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. It will take you 3.29 seconds to sign up on scientifically proven to get yeah man <laughs> to get a 10 page pdf that you could read in probably less than five minutes that will give you the tools to lose fat and most importantly keep it off for the rest of your life that's my stick man we got no biggest loser bs going on here mm-hmm. the goal is to lose fat and keep it off and, and stay that way man so that's how it's set up check it out progress enjoy the show dude you just recently took a little vacation oh yes and it was amazing where'd you go we went to Canyon City, Colorado. Canyon City, Colorado. And one of the coolest things as your friend watching you go on a vacation is you are someone who does not vacation. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> I mean, really, man, I kind of wanted to know how you were feeling after taking some time for yourself. Because I have found personally, man, work, gym, life, whatever it is, like I always feel reinvigorated and ready to go after a break. Yeah, um, so afterwards I felt a weird sense of like relief and um, weight off my shoulders. Sure. Like it was it was really weird because I, I wasn't used to feeling that way. You know, going into um, the vacation, you know, I thought that the way that I was feeling then was normal. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I was planning the vacation. I was planning on doing work. Mm-hmm. I was planning on, you know, getting a bunch of stuff done that yeah. I wanted to get done uh, because I don't getting vacation. Up at 5 a.m. on vacation. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, I had alarms for 5 a.m. And. Do you hear something? Oh. <laughs> I'll cut that out. You're good. Let me turn this off real quick. Speaking of alarms. I know, yeah. um yeah i actually yeah set alarms you know during the vacation i wanted to do like a bunch of introspection and but everything i wanted to be like scheduled sure and the very first day you know nothing went to schedule yeah um for and that was like the best thing that could have happened you know um we we got there and you know I was honestly in awe, you know, being up in the mountains and I love the rain. You know, anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love the rain. And I have this weird idea with me that when it rains, it's like, it's going to sound stupid, but when it rains, it rains for me. And it's always like a good sign that it rains. Yeah. And, you know, in, Canyon City, Colorado. Apparently, there is like a forty-year drought, and it just yeah, happened to rain when y'all were there. It just happened to rain when we were there. It rained for like the first uh, four days, and it was just amazing. Cool. And yeah, when we got there, we got there around like six p.m., and it was raining. And you know, I wanted to do a, some introspection and shit, and I ended up just sitting out on the porch, just, just listening to the rain, yeah. and yeah, just. Not doing anything, not thinking, not worrying, 
not doing anything. And, you know, still in my head, I ha- I was like, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get yeah. after this shit. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I, I slept in, I got up, I just chilled and looked off the balcony mm-hmm. and just enjoyed myself. I ended up doing like archery, you know, later on in the sure. day. That's awesome. Went on a Jeep tour. Yeah. So for the first, you know, four or five days, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm that i had scheduled to do and i'm thankful that i didn't because after those four or five days we we were on vacation for seven days total but i think it was the four the fourth day mark yeah i felt like this weird sense of like no worry all happiness like no weight on my shoulders just ready it was no it, it wasn't even like i wasn't ready for anything i was just I can't put it into words, man. Like it, it was a really, really great maybe feeling. Refreshed. Refre- maybe refreshed is the word, but like I woke up feeling good. Yeah. You know, hot shower. Yeah. I was smiling. I didn't have anything on my mind to do. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't, I, I don't remember the last time that I felt like that. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, whenever I'm done with this vacation, um, I'm going to get back into, you know, the swing of, or not the swing of things. I'm going to get back to, you know, trying to optimize a bunch of shit and yeah. all of that stuff. But I really want to know how I can keep this feeling. And, you know, I left the vacation with that feeling and it was, it was just, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, I made sure to write down, uh, to take vacations, Yeah. you know, yeah. from now absolutely. on. Yeah, so, absolutely. Man, it's. It's really crazy. Like we don't realize how we, we don't realize that we're on empty until our tank has been filled. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, you, you don't realize like how much you're just chugging along or, or fighting through things and dragging yourself through things until, mm-hmm. until you take that break or you get that second to breathe. And then you realize like, Oh man, I was really dragging ass through all that, you know? And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like anytime I go on a trip, I do my best to like enjoy that peace enjoy that quiet enjoy that stillness you know because we don't Mm -hmm. when do you find that in your day-to-day man it's like you know in in your day-to-day you know you're working all day you got responsibilities whatever it may be and then on the weekends you're you know trying to see friends trying to see family trying to do fun things so there's there's it's not often that you find that stillness man so I feel like that that feeling of refreshing that you were refreshed whatever you'd want to call it that you were referring to I feel like a lot of that stems from being able to appreciate stillness to be able to to stop for a second, stop all the, the inputs and the stress and I mean of everything and just sit, you know, like in the mornings recently, my, my thing has been, I've been waking up 15, 30 minutes earlier, even if it's, you know, four in the morning, four fifteen in the morning. And, um, it just, it, it's just to have time to sit outside with the dogs with a cup of coffee and stare at the trees, Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just enjoy the quiet and enjoy the stillness, you know? And so I think, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said you felt like, not re- not ready, but the way you described it was almost like refreshed or, or prepared to to go back to the things you were wanting to do to to the best of your ability. You know what I mean? Like I almost feel like I I feel like I was like you know at two percent health in a video game, and then I just leveled up, and now I'm at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I just feel like mm-hmm. reinvigorated and ready to go after after a break or after a breather. And it's weird how you can like. You can even turn that into like training terminology, right? Like if you have yeah. a four week training block, you bust ass for three weeks and then one week you pull back, you bust ass for three weeks and then one week you pull back. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, 
But if you try to bust ass for eight weeks in a row, you're asking for injury. You're asking for, <laughs> yeah, you're asking for regression. You're asking yeah. for a, you know, a boatload of problems. So it's weird how we'll apply that in training, but we don't, we don't think to apply that in our, our work capacity and other, other realms of life. Well, I don't know about you, but you know, my worry going into this vacation was that I was going to lose momentum and like I get, I get, you know, now I understand the value of, you know, getting completely like detaching completely away from yep. that shit so that you can, like you said, for a long time that trip, I was, you know, doing nothing right on top of, you know, the activities and all of that. But there had never been a point where I was okay with just doing nothing. Right. And on that vacation, there was times like up in the mountains, um, we're at, I think like 9,000 elevation, dude. There's no birds, there's no insects, there's no nothing. When I say all you could hear was the ringing in your ears. That's crazy. That's all it was. The Wi-Fi was ass. I crave that, man. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was ass, so there was no, you know, going on YouTube, watching movies. It was literally just sitting in the stillness and enjoying it. And, you know, I think, or personally with me, when you are living the day-to-day, you know, with those responsibilities and stuff, and you're trying to either keep or build momentum, mm-hmm. you know, for your progress, yeah, uh, it's tough for, you know, me to let go of the idea of building this momentum and keeping it up. Yeah. And, you know, going in, again, going into that vacation, I was really worried about it, but what I saw was... Uh, like you said, you know, my battery was a 2%. Yeah. And, you know, afterwards it was completely refilled, which is crazy. You know, only a week to refill it. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. I mean, I, I get that refill feeling on like a three day, four day hiking trip or something with Brianna. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything insane. I, I bet some people could get away with just like a, you know, a Friday night stay at a hotel somewhere or something like that. You know, I don't think it has to be anything extravagant, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it makes the difference, man. Yeah, and it gave me uh, like a lot of time to afterwards, like, okay, so the vacation was seven days. The first three days were me fighting with myself to, <laughs> yeah. Were, the first was, three days were, were working on not working. Yeah, exactly. It was me like sometimes being ashamed of not working, yeah. you know, being frustrated that I, you know, couldn't work while still, you know, forcing myself to do activities that I knew I would end up having fun doing, um, but that I usually, you know, don't let myself do. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth to the sixth day was, you know, sitting in the stillness, just absolutely just enjoying it and just feeling amazing and, you know, just being bro. Yeah. Like I wasn't thinking about doing anything. Um, it was just whatever was going on in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like I was smiling, you know, the whole day or whatever. And then after those three days, um, you know, it was like, okay, my life. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look at it. You know, um, now let's look at, you know, what I came here to do. Yeah. You know, and that was, in my case, I wanted to do, um, you know, Donald Miller. Yeah. The hero on a mission thing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do my eulogy, my 10, 5, one-year uh, vision, the goals, and then break that all the way down to like daily routines and stuff. Sure. So I ended up... You're basically just kind of sitting down and setting yourself up an outline as far as like w- what you want to do with your life. 
Yeah, and, wanna, and yeah. how do you break that down into the day to day? Just to explain a little bit for people listening. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, Donald Miller, he has a uh, he has multiple businesses, but one of his things is uh, Hero on a Mission, and you can check that out at HeroOnAMission.com. But the idea of it is that everybody lives a story, and you want to be the hero of your story. You don't want to be the victim. You want you don't want to be a villain, and so he provides you with the framework to actually to build upon uh, in order to be the hero of your own story. And part of that framework is a eulogy. So, you know, looking at the end of your life and asking yourself, you know, after I pass, because all of this, it's not infinite. You know, we're going to pass one day. So it's, hey, after I pass, what do, what do I want to be remembered for? What right. do I want to leave behind? And uh, that that almost... It's, it's like you're reverse engineering, you right. know, where you want to go with your life. And so right. after the eulogy, you look at the 10 year vision, you know, where, where do I envision myself 10 years in regards to, I don't know, my family, business, friends, sure. uh, community, uh, spirituality, things like yeah. that. Uh, five years, same thing. One year, same thing. And yeah, you're just breaking it down from the end of your life, mm-hmm. you know, just closer and closer to the present. And what happens is, you know, hopefully you realize the urgency uh, mm-hmm. that you need to take yeah. and the uh, focus that you need to have in order to, you know, live the life that sure. you want to live. And so you were saying you were going through that when you were. Yeah. So that only, only the last two days, you know, I wanted to do a bunch of things, including, you know, strategy for my business and then breaking mm-hmm. down my routines and all of that. Um, but I ended up only doing the uh, eulogy and the vision worksheets and then also uh, the goal worksheets, yeah. which was perfect. Yeah, you know that's uh, I left the vacation, you know, from two percent battery all the way to full, and then you know excited for going back home, and you know having some kind of framework to start with, and so you know I got back home and I started uh, just making a daily routine. You know, something something that I can yeah. stick to yeah. uh, during the day, and that's worked out freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what I what I've learned is before when I didn't have routines, yeah, I would still you know do what I need to get done, um, but it was all it was all kind of vague sometimes. Yeah, you know, but you know after writing it down and you know consistently following it, I started becoming like more proud of myself yeah. and. That I don't know. That has really that helped me with, uh, you know, if I ever have, like, uh, negative feelings, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, negative thoughts, negative yeah. uh, feelings, all of that stuff. You know, the fact that I'm doing these things that I have to do day in day out, and yeah. you know, adhering to these routines that I've set, f- uh, uh, that I've set for myself, makes me proud of myself. And you know, going back to earlier about the mo- momentum, mm-hmm. you know, I'm building that momentum and I feel good. So, and it was all because that one week of vacation, Yeah, you know, like before the vacation, dude, I remember that the day before, I think I met with uh, two clients and I remember I was like half asleep oh, man. meeting with just them, dragging. just shoveling down coffee. I could like, I wasn't even listening to them when they were there, bro. Like I was trying to, but my brain couldn't work, man. Yeah. And it was weird. Like I hadn't never felt that. Um, You're just tapped, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm very thankful that you know I went on that vacation. 
So it, it did not mess with uh, my momentum. That's so, awesome. Man. Yeah, it really helped. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know that it's, you know, when you're someone who's trying to balance, you know, fitness, business, relationships, you know, personal life, whatever, hobbies, you know, when you're trying to do all these things, man, and, and juggle all these tasks, like, it's ultimately draining because what happens is when you're trying to do all those things, you ultimately you have to give up time somewhere else. And that might be just empty free time. That might be sleep. That might be mm-hmm. personal time. You know what I mean? And so when, when you do things like that, you know, you, you're happy to give that time and to give those things to, you know, succeed in business and fitness and your relationship and all these things all at once. But it's also draining. It's also yes. hard. It's yeah. also, it requires always being on. It requires being, you know, active and intentful every single day. And, and ultimately, man, like we, we all have a battery. We all have our limit. Yeah. We all have, you know, what only so much that we're capable of. And I feel like until you can respect that for yourself and, and, and know what that is and know what that boundary, that limit is, mm-hmm. and then you can play to that. I feel like that's really where you find like the Goldilocks zone, man. Cause I don't know, in my opinion, like if, if you have two individuals and one guy, you know, is an absolute workhorse and will just work himself into the dirt and can go whatever, four weeks straight working 90 hours a week. Well, great, more power to him. But what if you got the same guy who can do the same amount of work in 70 or 60 hours a week and, you know, then he's able to rest or he takes a day off, you know, and it's, it's more sustainable. And you, and you know, I compared it to like training blocks earlier. You can look at it like fat loss phases as well. Well, like, look, man, if you're dieting and in a caloric deficit for half of a year, you, you might have been pushing for a while. You might need to take a month or two months where you're eating at maintenance or you're even mm-hmm. eating at a surplus and you give your body a break just to not be so stressed out. And then that way, whenever you come back to it, you're resensitized, you're ready to go, you're reinvigorated, you're, you're, you're fresh. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's important in, in every avenue, man. It's like we, we all just, I don't know if it's social media, I don't know if it's you know the hardcore fitness community or what, but I feel like we, we all think we're just supposed to be like, these unstoppable go forever on point, like, and you know, you can, you can do that, but only for so long, man. And if you want to be able to, to balance everything. And I I feel like balance is going to be different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but balance just in a, in regards to spending your time doing the things that spending your time reflecting your values and the things that you want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a dedicating thing. And so to your point, like, nailing down the daily habits and the daily routines. Well, it's like, look, man, if that, if that deletes an hour of empty space in your day, you know, figuring out what you're doing in between or messing around on your phone or, you know, snacking or, I got you know, to who, tell you after this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're able to delete that time and then be able to dedicate more of yourself to the things that, you know, really matter to you and, and are yeah. valuable to you, then you should do that. And then once you're, you're drained and you, you need a break, you should take that break. You know, I, it's, it's worth it, man. Like I got <laughs> one of my clients is prepping for a bodybuilding show right now. And mm-hmm. dude's been busting his balls, man. He's been on point in a, a hard caloric deficit and he hasn't, hasn't missed his macros for like three weeks in nice. a row, man. And today, yeah, today he hit a, a, a way in number that I've been looking for for a while. And I was like, great, whatever you want to have for dinner, go crazy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Go crazy. Big Mac and medium fry. <sighs> dude's going hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just man. like, look, man, like. And all that's going to happen is body's going to suck that stuff up and he's going to have a great training session the next yep. day. And then we're going to be right back on our BS losing fat, man. Uh-huh. So it's like, I, I feel like it's, it's an important part of the process that we tend to overlook. You have something to say about spending time on your phone or deleting empty space in your day. Yeah. Yeah. R- real quick. I, I wonder if, 
it, it would be a good idea because I was thinking about the idea of, okay, earlier, you know, I was saying, you know, being whenever you're, you know, stuck in the process of, you know, the day-to-day activities, yeah. responsibilities, all of yeah. that, you know, you don't want to, or at least me personally, and maybe this is just a personal problem, but I don't want to like separate myself from that. Um, I now know the benefit of separating myself from that. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's like, you know, a certain, uh, you know, time interval where, you know, you should implement those even, I'm not saying, you know, one week vacations, but, um, just like, you know, some time off, time away. Do you need a, you know, a a three day trip every three months or do you need a one week trip every six months? Like you, and I think that's going to be, you know, individualistic. Yeah. Got you. Got you. One thing that I'm trying right now with that is like, and I, I used to be horrible at this. Uh, I'm actually really liking it now though is stopping work completely at 6 p.m. Yep. every day. Yep. And that leaves me, I started going to bed at uh, 10 p.m., so that leaves me with four hours of doing whatever I want to yeah. do. And usually, since I'm not powerlifting anymore, I'm actually enjoying the gym, yeah. and I'm going in for an hour yeah. instead of, you know, fucking four or five hours, yeah. and I'm doing, you know, things that I love. You and feel like you have so much time now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, so <laughs> yeah, much bro, time. It's yep. ridiculous. And, yep. you know, I get home. I still have like two hours left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm walking Harold, just listening to audio podcasts. Uh, you know, I'm doing my nightly rituals now, yeah. like reading, yeah. journaling. You're doing what you need to days. do for you, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's all because, you know, that cut off time. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, let me not do the, you know, two or three more hours of extremely subpar yeah. work yeah. that I usually would do. Yeah. But, um, well, the thing is, too, man, when you're a small business owner or you're someone who works for yourself or whatever, like, you could work 24 hours in a day and you're still going to have 100 things to do because it doesn't stop. Yeah. You're wearing 100 different hats. You're doing 100 different things. So mm-hmm. it's like, unless you actively choose, like, okay, my day is 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or, or whatever that is, like, at some point, you got to be like, okay, enough is enough. You know, at some point, you got to breathe. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you no, you're say? good. Um, yeah, I, I agree, though. Like, I, w- I was listening to... Um you know, I go, but I go to Jordan Peterson or Donald Miller, um, or, you know, David Goggins, whenever I need to, whenever I feel some kind of need inside of me to, you know, restructure my life. Sure. And I was thinking about, you know, the daily routines and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, what does Jordan Dieter or Peterson do? And, um, he was talking about work. This dude works like 16 hours a day, which is great. Uh, I don't want to do that. Me neither. (laughs) Uh, I, you know, maybe back in the day, I have done that. Yeah. No more. Yeah. But what he was saying that he does is, you know, he'll work for two hours, take a short break, uh, two hour increments pretty much. Sure. And so right now I'm working from seven 30 to 11 30, 30 minute break, uh, 12 to, uh, I think two 30, one hour break and then three 30 to six or no, three 30 to seven, I think. But as of right now, it's been, um, 6 p.m. That's so awesome. yeah, I've been cutting yeah. off at six. But you give yourself space to breathe. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I've been getting so much work done. Um, you know, in those times that I do work now, uh, one because of that, you know, the blocking out those work times, and two, because I put this bitch in a different room. Put your cell phone away. So what I was yep. gonna say earlier when it talk when it comes to being on this thing. So before yep. I left for vacation. Me being stressed and all, 
very easy to go to entertainment yeah. for stress. 100%. Guess how many hours I was on my phone for? Like your, your daily screen time? My daily screen time. Two hours. <sighs> Up. Three hours. Up. Four. Up. Five. Up. Six. Up. I'm done guessing. I was at seven hours, dude. <sighs> It's almost a third of your day, man. I don't know how But that happened. includes like, you know, YouTube running in the background or something. But still, that's, yeah. that's a lot, man. Yeah, man. That's and a lot. I don't know how it got to that. And I honestly felt like helpless, you know, to yep. it. Um, I know the feeling, man. I've, I've had all my notifications <sighs> off for probably at least a year now. And I still check my phone for no reason. I yeah, still, man. I still will, you know, because I, I know there's no text because I don't have notifications yeah. on. So like, then I'll be like, so well, why? what if someone did text me? Uh-huh. I gotta check. Yeah. So it's exactly, yeah. But go on. Uh, so yeah, I actually did that. Uh, I silenced like all of my notifications except text. I haven't got to that yet. That uh, very ballsy of you. Oh, yeah. um, Only way you can reach me immediately is phone call. That's a good idea, man. That's it, man. Yeah. Um, and then. Obviously, you know, I have the social media times uh, on there. But the biggest thing for me was, yeah, putting the phone um, in a dresser outside of my room. Because usually while I'm working, uh, if I get frustrated, I'll reach for my phone. Yep. Especially if it's in reach. Yep. And if it's in my room, you know, if I'm frustrated enough, I'll get up and go grab it. Yep. Um, it's just wildly, wildly distractible. Like if I'm yeah. sitting there doing online client updates and then... <clears throat> I need to like check something I texted with someone or whatever. It's like I open my text and then suddenly I'm like texting my mom or suddenly I'm like looking on Facebook or watching a YouTube video yeah. and it's, it's, it's wild how quickly it can get out of hand, you know? Yeah. So for me, the justification with always having my phone on me was, you know, the messages. Yeah. And I just found out that I can use Google Chrome there for the messages on there. So there's just literally no need there you for go. me to have my phone there. Um, so I can hear the alarms go off too whenever, you know, it's time to cut off work. So I don't need to have it, you know, yeah, right next to me. So yeah. that has been a huge help. Um, my screen time is still around, I think like two hours and 30 minutes or maybe three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's from background video and stuff like that. But because uh, I'm still confused how I spend you know, three or two hours on the phone. I don't, oh, I think I'm if you not leave on like a YouTube video running or something like that, like that. Okay. Counts. Yeah. Cause I always, I'm always listening to uh, things and I have a app called Y music, which uh, I won't get into it, but I, I think it ups the screen time. I, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it does that. Yeah. So I think it inevitably is going to be a number that's kind of up there, but you know, when you see like seven hours, you're like, Oh, that's like, this is a huge 30, problem. That's like 30% yeah. of my day. So that's probably got to change. So. Yeah. And what, what was happening? It was, uh, I just, I told you about that master or the networking group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was having a bunch of meetings scheduled and I live in Allen. Those meetings were in Frisco. So a lot of times I would drive from there to there and then like a 30 minute hike, 20 minute hike. Yeah. 30 minutes. And then, you know, have to drive back and then sometimes go back later in the day. And that was really frustrating because I'm the type of person that likes to work a lot. Yeah. And if I'm not working a certain uh, number of hours in the day, it stresses me out. Like, it really stresses me out. And, again, another way to relieve stress is just mindlessly scroll through that phone man i don't even know so. if i'd use the word relieve maybe distract from distract from it definitely it, it's only a relief when i'm staring at it as yeah. soon as i get off of yep. it it's even worse because i'm yep. like fuck. it's more just a pause button yeah yep 100 
Dang. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's answer some questions, dude. Yeah. All right. So we have this question from Michael Flores. Shout um, out Michael Flores. Yeah. Shout out Michael Flores. We had him uh, make a question on the podcast last week, but or last podcast. But um, right now he's asking. So uh, for his training, we were doing for some context for his training. We just finished a volume block, so sure. we did six days of just getting that volume and technique working. Sure, like we talked. I think on the last podcast we talked about okay you know, the yeah. blocks. Um, but he asked, "Hey, what's what's the need to take away the sixth day and the fifth day from our training block?" So right now we're moving into. Let me take this. a guess. Go recovery, recovery, baby. Yeah, man. Because yeah. the volume's going down intensity is going up oh yeah man go on elaborate so the cool thing about this volume phase is he has been um what is it called responding to it like fantastically man Mm -hmm. uh he his recovery is amazing and we've gotten him up to pretty much doing 100 reps on you know all of his accessories wow and he usually has like four accessories uh you know per training session so that's 400 reps per accessory and then for his main lifts i feel like this is falling um for his main lifts he usually does about or he got up to 30 reps of his main lifts okay so a lot of volume and he has been getting sore you know for each workout like you know if we're doing his first leg, leg day on monday he'll be good to go again uh, by Thursday, sure. With you know all of that volume, Just doing so push pull legs. Uh, yeah, push pull. Yeah, put pull two push legs, two legs, two pushes, and then one pull. Sure. So back. Um, and now, since we're moving on into the strength phase, yeah, the volume is going to be lower, the intensity is going to be higher, and he's curious as to you know why he needs to take away uh two of those training days sure um so the way that i explained it to him and let me know if you think the same way is obviously the recovery aspect but it's not so much for the recovery of like the feeling of the muscles it's for the efficiency of the performance so i believe that's yes from the neuro the neuromuscular um, recovery. Yes. So right now, you know, like, like he's saying, he doesn't feel sore yeah. after these workouts, but neuromuscularly, he needs to recover a lot more right. in between each of these workouts. So even though, you know, now that we're cutting those two days out, even though he may feel, you know, completely ready to go and not sore by, you know, the next uh, leg leg day. Sure. Well, if we were to have that additional, you know, two days in between, yeah, his muscles still may not feel sore, but he's not going to be as efficient when it comes to putting in the maximum amount of power behind those lifts. Yeah, I would agree. So like you said, he was doing up to th- upwards of like 30 reps on his main lift. So just for sake of conversation, let's call that like five sets of six. Yep, that's so, exactly what it was. Okay, perfect. So for sake of conversation, let's say he's doing five sets of six on bench with... I don't know how strong he is. We'll say like 225. Um, So let's say he's doing five sets of six with 225. So in my opinion, even though you're talking about doing less volume and more intensity, so heavier loads, 
I would actually argue that that's more taxing on the body. Oh yeah. Because of what you said, neuromuscularly, Mm -hmm. neuromuscularly. So the way that it impacts your nervous system when you're working with these higher loads is much more taxing. It asks Mm -hmm. a lot more of you than doing higher volume and lower intensity. So doing like, you know, four sets of 20 or five sets of 20 or something like that. So even though we're scaling back here, cause we're talking about main lifts, the comparison could be like five sets of six compared to like three sets of three yeah. or four sets of two or something mm-hmm. like that. And so when you're working with numbers like that and you're driving that intensity up, what you have to keep in mind is at the end of the day, this guy is a power lifter, right? Yep. Um, and so Okay, we're talking powerlifting. The goal is to move as much away from point A to point B as possible within mm-hmm. the squat, bench, and deadlift within the parameters of the sport. And so that being said, that's where the majority of our work should be directed towards. Yep. So in my opinion, come this block, if our goal is to be pushing those numbers with that intensity at this time, pull back everywhere else. Yep. So pull back whatever, the extra fluff at the end, doing bicep curls and tricep pushdowns and all that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. so you only have the capacity to recover from so much. You only have so many resources. I like to, I like to explain it as like a glass of water. Let's say you have like a 16 ounce glass of water and like, look, if you're trying to push high volume, high intensity, low rest periods, you know, things like that, if, you know, you, you'll get a solid like two sessions a week. Cause you're, you're draining that water glass so quick, man. Mm-hmm. But if you're spacing out, you know, six days of volume, well, then you'll drain that a little bit slower. You're still yeah. draining it, but a little bit slower. But if you're pumping out like three hardcore sessions of like one heavy squat day, one heavy bench day, one heavy deadlift day. Yeah, exactly. You're basically, you're basically turning that bitch upside down. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so exactly to your point, like you want to give him that space to breathe. Mm-hmm. And over time, he might be able to acclimate to still doing a little bit higher volume or yeah. still doing a little bit more. And that's typically dependent upon the person's recovery, um, injury history and, um, their training age. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, in my, I mean, I would do the same thing to, to me. You have, you have all these levers you can pull. And if you're going to pull one, you need to adjust another Yep. because again, we're only capable of so much. And the last thing you want to do is be risking injury, overreaching, overtraining exactly, yeah. or anything like that. And also keeping in the back of your brain, like he probably has a 40 hour a week day job. Yep. He probably has a social life. He probably has other things going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, already training six days a week right now is already, is already pushing it, man. I mean, that's for, for an average, you know, person who's just trying to be strong or just trying to, you know, be involved. Like you're already, you're already pushing it hard. So in my opinion, like pulling back to an, uh, a higher intensity four days a week would be a a good move. If you're trying to get away from the volume and get into the intensity and this training block for sure. Exactly. Because I want him like you're, you're saying earlier. Yeah. You know, he may, or we we may see that you know he has the capability of sustaining that volume yeah but you know for strength we want to always stay under that Mm -hmm. uh so that we can you know utilize it for strength because that's that's uh that's always been funny enough man that's actually kind of why like i i aired towards bodybuilding early on in my in my training because um bodybuilding was more about just like giving it your 100% all in every session and then being sure you're recovering after. Whereas powerlifting was like, okay, we're going 80% today. We're going 95% today. We're going 60% today. And it was like, for me, I just like to be all gas, you know? So yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's just my like nerdy training brain. So of course I'm not, there's tons of powerlifters that are all gas, man. I'm not saying, yeah, no, no, but you're right, man. Like there there has to be a lot of patience in it. And when you're talking about like nervous system recovery and moving Mm -hmm. as much weight as possible, you have to be much more targeted with, the way you're, you're, you're approaching each, each workout throughout the week, dependent upon, okay, am I trying to push squats right now? Am I trying to push deadlifts right now? Am I trying to push a volume right now? Like mm-hmm. w- what's my current goal? And so you have to, again, if you're going to pull one lever, you got to lay back somewhere else. If, 
somebody tells me they want big arms and I'm going to start giving them, you know, 10 sets of biceps and 10 sets of triceps. Well, I better pull them back to three sets of chest and three sets of yeah. shoulders or, you know what I mean? Whatever you're prioritizing. So, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And in my, and in my, in my opinion, it makes sense to be targeted. It makes sense to be specific. Yeah. But again, you have to work within the parameters of what are you actually capable of? What do you, what can you recover from? You know, are you sleeping 10 hours a night? Or are you sleeping five hours a night? Are you eating 4,000 calories? Are you eating 1500 calories? Are you 30 years old with, you know, no kids and you're just single and you're training or are you, you know, 40 with two kids in high school and you gotta, you know, you gotta get your mortgage paid and yeah. be an adult, <laughs> you know? So there, there's different, th- those mean different things to everybody. You know, I, for a long time, I trained six days a week only for a long time. I trained four days a week only mm-hmm. right now I'm training five days a week. So I don't, I, I think there's, there's literally thousands of ways to skin a cat as long as you're respecting, Hey, if I'm going to push this thing, I got to pull this thing. If I'm going to send this thing over here, I got to send this thing over here. I got to, I have to respect my boundaries. Yeah. That actually really helps because I didn't explain it to him in that way. You know, I explained him, I explained to him the science part of it of, you know, the difference between muscular recovery and then neuromuscular recovery Mm -hmm. um, and performance. But I didn't explain to him the priority part. Yeah. Because his thing is, like like you're saying about the bodybuilding, he loves, he's such a hard worker, man. Yeah. Like he loves to put in the work, uh, whether it's heavy lifting, uh, high volume, or cardio. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. He just wants to work. And so his reason for wanting to keep in these two days was to work more. Yeah. You know, he, uh, so and more, at, more is not always better. Exactly. More is not always better. So at the end of the day, he's doing this program. So that he can achieve a certain performance at the powerlifting thing. Yep. So if he wants to do something that contradicts that yep. end goal, then obviously that's not going to be beneficial for him. So yeah, yep. uh, after after this podcast, I'm actually going to communicate that to him. Yeah, um, or just send him the podcast. Yes, that's what that's what I was, that's <laughs> what I was thinking about doing, man. Out. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, but. Monday, Monday, we're going to solve your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but until then, um, but so right now he's ten weeks out and. Uh, yeah, this we're, we're starting the strength phase and, you know, he sent me that message and uh, or he sent me that message today. And when I explained it to him, he did heavy squats on Monday and heavy deadlifts and heavy bench on uh, heavy squats on Mondays and heavy deadlifts on Monday. And then he did heavy bench on Wednesday. He felt uh, very taxed. Yep. On those days, yep, and I I understood why. It's different, yeah, it's yeah, different. I understood why. You know, we took we took a deload, uh, but from all that volume, like Take your creatine, buddy, yeah. Uh, he did an eight week block of just straight up kicking ass, yeah. in volume Work. and improving his cardio and that's like yep. with 60 second rest times in between yeah. sets, just up in that workload capacity, man. Yep, exactly. And so now, uh, I think. He needs to understand the idea of the neuromuscular fatigue, yeah. And because I think that that's why uh, his you know squats, deadlifts, and bench felt sluggish. I say yeah. he says sluggish, but they moved fucking amazing. Yeah, um, he's tired. Exactly, he's, he's tired. tired. Yeah. Even though you may not feel sore, you're tired. You're fucking tired, dude. Yeah, so that tells me, you know, watching those videos, and even though you know he didn't have to tell me explicitly, uh, you know, from my experience, I understand why. So you know, yeah. going into the next week, we're gonna make sure to uh, prioritize 
that recovery and just feeling yep. good and ready. Yep. You know, the, the worst thing to feel is to go into a training session knowing that it's going to be brutal right. and not filling up to the task. Right. hundred percent. So, yep. And it's just, it's how do you keep that glass full without overflowing it, without draining it? Yeah. It's, it's that happy balance, you know? So, but cool, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this one there. Yep. All right. Thank you all for listening.